the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sure is, and already the final hour here at 6.05 with Randy Corcoran from Saturday Nights. So great to have you here. Text messages have been rolling on in, and Alexa checked in. She was at King Supers, and as you know, and in fact, this actually came up during our Christmas gathering yesterday with uh, kids, their spouses, and our three-and-a-half grandbabies, one in the hopper. And, uh, you know, I definitely was not thinking about talking about politics or anything else, and I'm not exactly sure how this popped up. But my kids, in or around their 30s, now with children of their own, were unaware that thanks to Democrats who are going to have full reign over Colorado, that, for instance, you can no longer buy cage-free eggs after the first of the year. I mean, you can only you can only buy only buy cage free eggs. You can no longer buy just regular, uh, you know, farm or mass produced eggs. They have to be cage free. And the result of that tonight for Alexa, she says she could only buy two cartons of eggs. They're trying to make them last as people try and stock up for the last time on eggs that are already in the, what, 5 $6 a carton range? A mat, yep, Leroy's nodding back there. I don't do the shopping often, so I haven't paid much attention. But uh, imagine how that's going to go up when we're limited to cage-free eggs only. Where, where are all those other eggs going to go? They're going to get sold, probably at a lower price because there'll be a glut because Colorado's no no longer using them. It's just incredible. My kids also didn't realize, and maybe you don't, you need to be aware of this, that if you renew your motor vehicle, your license plates, next year, you have to opt out or you will be charged $27 for your brand new, very own park pass. You are automatically being charged for a park pass on your motor vehicle registration, only $27, Polis told us. Thank you so much. But you have to opt out if you don't want it. Now, I have a boat. Uh, you know, we like to ride bikes. The park pass might be useful for us. I don't know. Um, but I like to buy it when I'm ready to buy it, when I think we're going to use it for a year. But now you've got to opt out. So be careful if you are most people who... Renew online or probably when you go into the kiosk or maybe even talking to a live person at motor vehicle, you're going to have to make sure that you know whether you're paying an extra $27 for your park pass. We started to get into, you know, they don't, they didn't realize minimum wage was going up, which of course is going to make the cost of most everything, especially fast food at restaurants, things like that, uh, is going to be higher. The family tax most folks don't realize that employees are going to have to contribute almost a half a percent of their salary, 0.45%, almost a half of a percent. Oh, well, that's no big deal. 
Well, you know, if you, and this just makes it an easy round number, if you make um, $100,000 a year, 1% of that would be $1,000. So you will be contributing $500. And I understand if you make less than that, it's a smaller percentage. But if you're making less than that, can you afford another almost half a percent of your salary to go to this family leave program where employers are going to be forced to give up to 12 weeks of paid leave and uh, whether their small business can survive it without hiring somebody or hiring a very expensive temp person, uh, all of those things. And the and now for my law firm, at this point, we're not going to have to match that 0.45%. But if we add, I think, maybe one more employee, I think the num magic number is nine. If you have over nine employees, maybe it's nine and over, then the employer has to match that almost half a percent of your payroll for this new, again, big government nanny state Colorado family leave program. And most people don't know. And, you know, for these small tax increases, that's what they do. They just sort of chip away, chip away here and chip away there. It's going to get darker and darker in Colorado. Text messages coming in. I love this one. The GOP is dead. That's all it says. And, of course, that's nonsense. Number one, even here in Colorado, as things get worse, as crime gets greater, as more cars get stolen, as cities and municipalities like Aurora and God bless them for doing it. Have to come up with new laws, new rules to to direct those car thieves into other locales because the state law won't prosecute them. As taxes go up, even a little bit here and a little bit there, minimum wage goes up. Everything gets more expensive. People are going to get priced right out of Colorado. And when they understand that the Democrats have full control and they see that things continue to get worse... Uh, over time, they have to change. They have to change. But more importantly than that, you know, the GOP was dead after Richard Nixon was impeached, so they said. But after one pathetic term of Jimmy Carter, we got eight years of Ronald Reagan, and the country was energized. The country was on fire. And this GOP isn't going anywhere. This GOP, this old guard GOP, is getting moved out. And the energy is high. The, I've never seen more interest in a GOP, national GOP leadership race, the chairman race. My goodness, hundreds of emails. More young people. Turning Point USA, Colorado Christian University, other organizations. More and more young people waking up to what happens under total dom Democrat control, total Democrat domination. It's happening. During the Donald Trump administration, more Hispanics came to the Republican Party. More people of color came to the Republican Party. And those things aren't changing. Those people see the open border, the mass of people that's pouring in. And we're not even yet beginning to feel the consequences of that. Except maybe, you know, if you can't go to your local YMCA or your local rec center or your local library because it's full of homeless, which includes the illegal aliens. It's it's insanity. 
And, you know, the doomsayers could be right. GOP's dead. Country's over. I just don't believe it. We've come through much worse times than this, and we have more and more activated and energized people every single day. So I am excited. Before I know we've got callers on the line, we'll get to folks this hour for sure. But I started the Thomas Massey explanation of Ray Epps and why he matters and why it's not another conspiracy theory. And Elon Musk has reported on conspiracy theories. Almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. <laughs> yeah, and he, he reiterates that. And, and those, that nervous laughter is not because he thinks it's a joke. What they are, they're at Twitter files number nine now. They've exposed the Hunter Biden laptop. They've exposed the FBI and Department of Justice and Biden campaign and then Biden administration influence on Twitter. And you know if it happened at Twitter, it sure as heck was going on at Facebook and the other social media platforms as well. And they've exposed the COVID-19 cover-up and the COVID vaccine, so-called vaccine cover-up, and all of the licensed, professional, caring medical people who were taken down because they dared to step away from the unscientific government messaging about masking and staying indoors and jabbing yourself and all of those things. It's all percolating. It's all coming to a boil. And we've got time. We've got time to make our elections more secure. We've got time to determine who our candidates are going to be. We've got time to figure out what went wrong in 2022 and do better. And it doesn't mean listening to the old guard, Dick Wadhams, George W. Bush, Mitch McConnell wing of the party. Their candidates lost and lost big right here in Colorado. So, no, I'm not the least bit... Um, pessimistic about our future. Doesn't mean I'm not concerned. Doesn't mean we've got to get busier and work harder than ever before. But all of the opportunities are there. So back to Ray Epps, the only person on camera, and a snippet of this, I saw it on a clip I saw of the January 6th committee hearings, which of course I refused to watch. But Ray Epps shows up even there. And you know there's a lot more of him in the 14,000 hours of video that have yet to be disclosed about January 6th. I think Democrats and Mitch McConnell Republicans are going to rue the day that they signed that $1.7 trillion omnibus nightmare and took away the power of the purse from the incoming Republican House majority for the first year because they're not going to have anything else to do but get to the bottom of things like this. All right. Now that I've got a magic toucher, um, I'm going to take a chance and pause that again. What you're hearing there, if you weren't here in the last hour, Ray Epps shouting to people on January 5th, what we've got to do is go down to the Capitol. we got to go into the Capitol. And he repeats that over and over, and people start to catch on that he, even in spite of his MAGA hat, uh, is not there for the same purposes that Trump supporters there who are protesting the and supporting Republicans who are going to legally address the Electoral College votes. 
that Epps wasn't there for that. And and so what you were hearing at the tail end of that is fed, fed, fed. And um, if you watch the video of all of this, you'll see Ray Epps, and you'll hear this coming up, you'll see Ray Epps on January 6th at the Capitol whispering in the ear of uh, someone standing with people who are getting ready to breach one of the barricades around the outsides of the Capitol grounds. And he whispers in this guy's ear, and then this guy goes over and joins the fray, and they bust through. That's who Ray Epps is. That's why he's important. That's why we're not going to forget about him. Here's more of him. So let me let me pause him again. So now we've, we're on January 6th. Remember, and if you weren't here, I'll just recap it again. On January 5th, he was telling people, we have to go to the Capitol tomorrow. We have to go in to the Capitol. He said it multiple times. That's part of when people started shouting, fed, fed, fed. Now it's January 6th, and he's saying, as soon as these speakers are done, we have to go to the Capitol. Dang it, I hit it again. <laughs> Will you start that again? I'll play this next clip. We can come back and hear I'm that. Just strike left. Uh, yeah, and run that. Oh, you can't. Pl- I can't play the other one while that's going, though, can I? All right. Oh, can you play another clip? Uh, 25. Okay. Well, there you have it. This is the only person that we have on video before the events on January 6th, saying, go into the Capitol, go into the Capitol. He says, I'll probably go to jail for this. I'll probably be arrested. He knew what he would say. And what, what strikes all of us on this side of the aisle as just incredible is the lack of curiosity on the other side of the aisle. They want to get to the bottom of this. They claim that somebody planned it. You've got somebody here the day before planning it. Somebody the day of directing hundreds of people where to go and then being present at the very first breach of that outer perimeter. The first bike rack that went over, he's whispering in somebody's ear. Well, the FBI knew this was somebody to investigate and they made him number 16 on their most wanted list. Number 16. But on, by July, without explanation... They took his name off of the and his picture off of their website. Now that was Tom Massey talking after this uh, this audio and video of Ray Epps, which we'll just play the last twenty seconds of for you right now. Or oh, well, why isn't it going? I wonder. Move that arrow out of there. It ought to start, huh? Well, now that's bizarre. Okay. I moved it straight to the last one. Nope, start it over. All right. Well, we'll let that run that down again to about 25 seconds and pause it. I don't know. We'll figure this out sometime in the 2023. But I'll tell you what. Why don't we, before we take our break, just to quit breaking up these segments so much, let's play this last minute or so of Thomas Massey and some of the conclusions and questions that he has about Ray Epps. That much to the consternation of the January 6th, the outgoing January 6th committee, 
the losers, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, and all of the people that, that want to draw improper conclusions about what happened and who was behind January 6th, and then condemn Donald Trump for it or tie him to it, um, it's going to be tough for them because I do believe that the Republicans taking over the House with nothing else to do since the power of the purse was stolen from them for a year by Mitch McConnell and 17 other Republicans, they're going to be focusing on things like this. So what, what this resolution about is about is getting information. What information does the federal government have? I've asked Merrick Garland this. I asked him in the committee almost a year ago. By the way, he's had a year to, to clear this up, and he hasn't done it. How many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating to go into the Capitol? Here are the kind of things that we need to get. The Epic Times reported that Epps said in an interview with the FBI, I was afraid they were going to set off an explosion on one of the side streets, Epps said in an interview. Why don't we have that interview? Why have none of us heard that interview? And this is the only man who had a premonition that there were going to be pipe bombs on January 6th, and then we find pipe bombs, one of them at the DNC, where Kamala Harris, Vice President-elect, Senator Kamala Harris, was taken to the DNC, allegedly, while this pipe bomb was there. Yeah, and that goes on. That's about a seven-minute clip in total, and I didn't, uh, I didn't cut up any more, ask any more of it to be cut up for you just because it's too much. Uh, but if you're interested in that clip, just send me a text at 710KNUS app or email me uh, at Wake Up With Randy. Well, go to 710KNUS, find Wake Up With Randy Corcoran, click email the show, and uh, I'll be happy to send that to you because you, you need to watch it. If you're a skeptic, if you're an uninformed commentator and you just want to, to shut down people who bring up this extremely serious issue, just watch this seven minutes and then call me and tell me you don't have just as much concern as I've had ever since all of this audio and video and information and then the lack of information, the 14,000 hours we still can't see, have all come into play. And uh, Leroy, why don't we try that last 20 seconds just for the heck of it? I'm not going to touch it. All right. I guess there's no more Ray Epps on that. So uh, what, what that is reflective of, though, is standing around the perimeter of the Capitol. On the 5th, he said, we've got to go to the Capitol. We've got to go into the Capitol. On the 6th, he's saying, now, as soon as these speakers are done, we're going to all march over to the Capitol. And then that last 20 seconds of video is him whispering in the ear of somebody who is with people who are looking to start breaching the Capitol perimeter. And the guy whose ear he whispers into jumps into the fray and they bust through a barricade. All right there, plain to see. January 6th never talked about it. The January 6th committee never explained it. I am going to be pushing Republicans with everything I've got to get to the bottom of that, among a host of other things, in 2023. Just another reason why I'm so very optimistic about the future, including, contrary to the texter, including the life, the future 
of the GOP. So we're late on the break at 624. Callers on the line. We'll go to you next. So sit right there here on the Stefan Tubbs Show as we proceed on 710 KNUS. 630, Randy Corcoran in for Stefan Tubbs. Did you hear that news tease from Super News Pro Lori Kelman? That uh, a shelter or food bank or whatever is going to have to limit visits to once per month. So what does that mean? That just means more people will now starve more slowly. So instead of having a number of people that can come there often but have their needs met, they'll have to go once a month because there's so many. And they'll all just be hungrier longer. It's just nonsense how Democrats and then some Republicans who jump on these priorities... Uh, get behind or believe that there's going to be some kind of positive outcome from the things that they do. It's it's just absolutely nuts. Coming up in the last segment, we're going to be joined by Guinness Book of World Record uh, holder Malachi O'Brien, because when we, we had him on in the Deb Flora show for a few minutes, we didn't get a chance to talk about the miracle that makes it possible or, well, let me just put it this way. It, it seems to me, because I know the inside story on this young man, that it's a miracle that he's doing what he's doing. 26.2 miles a day, just finished his 81st day in a row, breaking his own Guinness record every single day now. Uh, and he, But I also didn't get a chance during the Flora show to let him explain why he's doing what he's doing. And I want to make sure that anybody who's interested gets that information, so stick around. Very, very interesting story. We've got caller uh, Alan on the line who's got some ideas about reorganization of the GOP. has been very patient. I appreciate it. Alan in Lakewood, welcome to the Stephan Tubb Show. Thank you, Randy. I've really been enjoying the show today. Thank you for the heads up. Well, thank you, I, sir. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. The, uh, the white paper you've seen is what I started out to put together in order to encourage principled, constitutional, Republican-type people to sign up to be bonus members so we can elect the right kind of positive folks who have a mission and a vision and know how to organize and manage a uh, startup organization. As I was writing it, I was thinking about you know what kind of people do we want to see and it uh, turns out that we need a startup enterprise type of organization. We have a habit of being organized where somebody gets elected and comes into the position, whether it's a county or the state, and more or less takes over an existing organization the way it is. And we have a habit of losing, even a tradition of losing. And what I see as being the right way to go about this is organize by having a person who is a leader, who is a manager, who can put together a mission statement, job assignments, budget, and focus on the winnable seats, and at the same time focus on gathering as much information as possible during the campaign and door-knocking about who is behind the doors that are being knocked on and who is not. Where are these buildings and post office boxes and empty lots that have 10, 20, 30, and sometimes arguably 100 or so ballots coming to them by the mail, 
and there is nobody there that is going to vote for them. And our opposition knows where to gather those up, and they become the way that they can defeat the election process. I was out there at Holyoke for the Phillips County Election Integrity Project fire-up, and there are six counties and maybe going to seven or eight counties that know their their neighbors. They know the uh, tenor of their people. They look at the way the elections have come out, and they say this is not possible. And what can we do about it? How is it coming about? Well, here's here's what I like, Alan. And uh, just co- just coincidentally today, I uh, heard from, made contact with a precinct committee person who had just decided to get involved at that grassroots level. He is organizing his community, trying to get to 600 or so people uh, who are on the same page. He's put together a website and all kinds of things. Uh, and he was he yes and and this is this is sort of kind of jumping to the end of what you're because you're starting a your your paper here describes a, the how to build the organization including some of the top down folks but one of its priorities is the fact that we have to uh, you know divest the party or the county chair from having you know total responsibility for all of these precincts it's too much for one person or one set of officers to manage. We've got to build ground-up, grassroots, America-first support and have those people all rowing in the same direction. And and obviously, you know, white papers kind of drive for, for radio, but what makes me excited is there are so many people like you who are out there working on these problems. Um, I'm involved in a national election integrity call every single week, and these organizations, again, will be running independently under the uh, sort of oversight of people who are learning uh, all of the different techniques that work and don't work in in states and counties around the the United States, um, but they're organizing to start making a difference. Not one month, two month, three months before the election, but right now after the last election with disappointing outcomes. So I think it's really critical that that smart people are thinking this through and putting ideas on paper. And I'm going to try and make it part of my mission as Republican National Committee man to get as many of uh, these different ideas together so we can organize and start moving in the in the same direction. Because the you're That's right, wonderful. man. What you said at the beginning the 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 old method of just replacing leadership and then and then doing kind of many of the same things and expecting different results uh, it just has not been successful. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's insane. I think that's one of Einstein's comments that doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome, is a definition of insanity. Yeah, uh, I would love to be in contact with with these folks. Uh, feel free to forward that paper to anybody that you wish, and let me know who they are, or give me a list of people to send it to and be in contact with. Either way, I'd I'd, I'd really love that. I want to be able to make a difference, and I've not got a lot of resources and assets to do it sure. with so this is the best shot. Well, it's great Alan and you know one of the one of the my failings has been having so many, you know, plates spinning in the air, so many boats rowing sort of the same direction but rowing at the at a different time uh, that I haven't managed my time as well as I believe I can and I'm actually going to get some help in that regard to take some of the things off my plate that uh, that I don't necessarily have to personally touch and become more invested and more involved 
because this, you know, I've got grandkids. Uh, I imagine you do as well. And, and this is the most important thing I can do with the remainder of my productive life as far as I'm concerned, besides love my family and, you know, pass on those values. So I really appreciate Great. your input. We'll be in touch. God bless you. And I hope to see you in the new year, probably in January. Yep. You better believe it. All right. Thank you, Alan. Happy bless New you Year. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. Before we get to our break, we'll come back and uh, wrap up the show on a lighter note, talk about the miracle that is Malachi O'Brien and this uh, record-breaking thing that he does every single day. But also for the people who are constantly saying, you know, no evidence of election fraud, no evidence of, uh, you know, just stop talking about it. You can't win. I want you to remember this guy. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Yeah, now that was 2008, obviously Barack Hussein Obama. And back in as recently as 2015, Democrats, there was a a documentary called, um, what was it, not Keychain, Kill Chain, on HBO. Because they were so concerned about Republicans manipulating the outcome of elections that they proved in a documentary how easy it was to manipulate voting machines. And then we have Kamala Harris in 2022 here on Meet the Press. We're now as a nation battling a threat from within. Is the threat equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? So you look at everything from the fact there are 11 people right now running for Secretary of State, the keepers of the integrity of the voting system of their state, who are election deniers. You've got... And what's that sending? What message does that send to the world? Well, you couple that with people who hold some of the highest elected offices in our country who, who refuse to condemn an insurrection on January 6th. And I think what it sends is a signal that is that causes people to question, hey, is America still valuing what they talk about, which is the integrity of democracies? What is a semi-fascist? I, I, I can't stand any more of her on Meet the Depressed. But file that away, what she just said about election deniers and the insurrection that wasn't, and then listen to what she said as Senator Kamala Harris Back in 2018. Um, so we recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. So just stop it, all of you establishment Republicans, all of you know-it-alls, all of you people who tell us that... We simply have to shut up that we're deniers, that we're uh, we're a religion, we're crazy, we're this, we're that. The American people are entitled to know what's gone on. And now, thanks to a Republican majority in the House of Representatives, thanks to the courageous Elon Musk, now on Twitter files number nine, the American people are going to have an opportunity to know. And even if we were wrong, 
don't listen to those clips from Obama in 2008 and Kamala Harris in 2018 and tell me that talking about it costs people elections because clearly it does not. All right, let's take our break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up on a soft note with Malachi O'Brien every single day breaking the Guinness, breaking now his own, though not yet official because he's not done running, but breaking his own Guinness Book of World Records record for running consecutive marathons. Broke the record almost three weeks ago on Wednesday. Uh, That was with number 63, I believe. And he ran number 81 today. And he's going to keep running. We'll tell you why. We'll tell you the, the motivation behind this tremendous achievement. And also the little miracle that factors into it, at least in my, from my perspective. And um, I've known this guy for, well, I've certainly known his dad for practically my entire life. So great story. Stay with us. Final segment of the Stefan Tubbs Show. But first, got to check in with Lori Kelman, her final check, 710 KNUS News. Stay with us. All right, I guess this must have been Funky Monday because that's been the theme ever since we moved away from the Christmas songs. We're back. Final segment, Stefan Tubbs Show. Randy Corcoran here from Saturday Nights. Don't forget us, 4 to, I'm sorry, 5 to 8 p.m. on Saturday, starting back live on January 7th. We'll be here on New Year's Eve with the pre-recorded show. And, uh, of course, Backbone Radio on Sundays from 4 to 7 p.m., the historic and wonderful Dr. Dunn on Backbone Radio. Just a great way to wrap up your weekend. But we're going to end the show with um, just something that has been so amazing for me. And we've had Malachi O'Brien on with us. In fact, we even had him on with Deb on the Deb Flores show about four hours ago, and we didn't get to really finish the story. Malachi, day after day, continues to now break his own world record, running 26.2-mile marathons. Today was day 81. He told us in our in the third at the three o'clock hour that uh, his target now is 106 or to beat 106, which is the current women's record. So he's still going to be running for a while. And Malachi, I want especially wanted you to come back to uh, tell what to me is kind of a miracle about your ability to do this running. But before we do that, I don't know. Do you know Dave Hunt? Does that name ring a bell? Malachi. Sorry, I didn't have you. It was my fault. Um, do, does that? Do you know Dave? The name sounds really familiar. Well, let me just tell yeah. you, he was our next door neighbor when uh, we grew up in the neighborhood with uh, your dad, Craig. And uh, when my brother died forty years ago, he sort of took over the role as my big brother. And he had sent in an interesting text earlier that uh, we can't understand reality without a biblical worldview. God is real. To deny the Bible is to deny deny reality. Our culture is godless and eagerly believes the lie, complete deception. You're a pastor. You've prayed with President Trump. You've adopted a foster child after having five children of your own. You're spreading the gospel. You're running like crazy every single day. Where does God factor into what you're doing right now? Well, I think, number one, Randy, it's all for his glory because everything is for him, by him, and it's coming to him. And I use it as a vehicle, as a platform, as a stage in order to share the gospel. And again, in multiple ways to let people know that you know, our nation was founded on, on Judeo-Christian principles. Uh, the only way America is great again is if it becomes 
godly again, and the real work begins in the church and the heart of every believer. But simply said, I, I want to bring him glory and use it as a way to impact as many people as possible that they might hear the gospel. And you're running for a purpose, uh, certainly a godly purpose. Talk, uh, fortunately, like usual, getting to you late. we got about four minutes, so talk quickly okay. about the purpose, and then we'll talk about the sort of semi-miracle that you're even running at all. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. And so two main purposes that, that it's, it touches everybody listening to your show right now, two purposes. One, I'm running for foster care and adoption. Um, so, you know, Obviously, that impacted our life uh, tremendously, my own personal life, within the foster care son that we adopted a year ago. So running to bring awareness to that, because I really think that we could, we could, we could impact the foster care situation in America. If every church just adopted one kid out of the foster care system, we would solve that issue. Secondly, I'm running to bring awareness to youth mental health. And I got transparent in the first show that we did that a year ago, my own daughter uh, attempted to take her own life. And, and we decided to start talking about it, not hide behind it, because the reality is there is a youth mental health crisis in our nation. Uh, anxiety is crushing the next generation. Social media has only amplified their ability to look at everybody else and just feel like they don't have enough or never be enough or they can't be loved enough. And so those are the two things I want people to know about, foster care and adoption so we can make a difference, and youth mental health so we can make a difference. Because the reality is it's not just a youth mental health crisis. It, that's affecting adults of every age. We've just learned to numb the pain, not fix the problem. Without a doubt. And you mentioned social media. If uh, people Google your name, unique name, obviously, Malachi O'Brien, um, it'll show your Twitter feed, which is at Malachi O'Brien. It'll show where you're at on Instagram. I assume you have a Facebook page with your name as well. Correct. I have a public page, about a quarter of a million, and then a personal page. But yes, that's where they can find it. Very, very cool. In the couple minutes we have left, why do I keep referring to to the fact that you're running 26.2 miles a day, rain or shine, 18 below. You're in the mountains of Colorado running right now. Day 81 was today. Uh, why is it a miracle that you're even running at all? Well, and because it, you're part of that miracle. Um, I think it was year 2000 on Easter Sunday. I was driving to a sunrise service for a church in Kansas, and about 6 in the morning, a drunk driver went left of center and hit me head on, and literally it destroyed my knee. I had to have several knee surgeries. Uh, our doctor even said I would never run again. And so the reality that I'm able to even do this now is a miracle. And you were a big part of that story those 20-some-odd years ago. Yeah, in fact, I used the what the doctors told us and what I saw, and I'm no doctor, but looking at those x-rays, my God, you know, it was just... Horrible. And you were you were running track. It was a something that was you thought was going to be an integral, important part of your life as an 18 year old kid. And we told the insurance company he's never going to run again. And we all believed it at the time. And so now with a with about a minute to go, you are running 26.2 miles a day. You're running in the mountains of Colorado right now. You ran in 20 below zero weather. Uh, it just seems like all an, a miracle and an inspiration, I hope, for everybody, Malachi. What uh, what would you like to leave our audience with tonight? I would just like our audience to leave with this as we get to go into 20, 2023, that it's time to redefine impossible. And for every one of our listeners that think, you know, hey, America can never turn back to God or my family can never be changed or, or whatever is most important to them, nothing is impossible. So pray Make a decision and go after it, and do not ever listen to the haters. Stop listening to the, all the noise and go after the hard things in 2023. 
100%. And uh, sometime, you know, I want to keep following you. I'll get you back on the Saturday show if I do any fill-in between now and then to keep up with your progress here. But we'll talk more about your phone conversation and the impact that it had uh, when you spoke with Anthony Robbins not too long ago. Talk about someone who changes lives every single day. And man, oh man, when I look at the size of your social media and uh, what you're doing right now, it's just greater and greater. So the music's here. Gotta go. Malachi O'Brien, follow him. Good luck. Keep running. God bless you. Hope I get to see you. Take care. All right. All right. That's it on the Stephen Tubb Show. I'm Randy Corcoran. We're here on Saturdays. Always remember, God loves you. So do I. And then there's this. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.